The final scripture for tonight comes from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 18 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you, Grace, for uh, reading it for us, Ben, for leading us in worship. Let's pray. Oh, Lord God. Um, you know, we come here just our ordinary selves. We're not Christmas selves, we're just us. And um, with our heartaches and worries, our fears, and yet, Lord, it is here you have come to meet us, so thank you. And we, we need you to meet us here, Lord. Uh, speak to our hearts, our minds. Help us to experience you in this hour. Jesus, we love you. We pray in your name. Amen. Well, in the movie Home Alone 2, uh, Home Alone 2, a boy named Fuller. Do you remember Fuller? The one that you don't want to let him drink too much at bedtime, right? That one. Uh, anyway, in Home Alone 2, Fuller wakes up and he jumps on his bed and he shouts to all the other kids in the room, Hey, guys, wake up. It's Christmas. And I'm guessing that similar words will be shouted and spoken all over the, the world tomorrow morning. Maybe even in your home. Wake up. It's Christmas. The only question is, will you be on the giving end or the receiving end of that wake-up call? You know, when our kids were uh, teenagers, you know, like normal teenagers, they were not early to rise, even on Christmas morning. So, I would break out my secret weapon. Yes, it's a harmonica. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and this uh, harmonica, I, I'm not really sure that they adequately appreciated my morning reveille on Christmas. So I thought I would let you decide if you think this is a good way to wake up teenagers on Christmas morning. By the way, this, I've got a bunch of harmonicas. This one is, uh, actually, was actually my grandfather's harmonica, which I inherited and uh, so it's more than 50 years old, and uh, I learned to play by watching him. All right. You ready for this? All right, here we go. Oh, 
Yeah. That is, that is the best reception I've ever gotten to my harmonica playing right there, just so you know. Um, and so I'm not sure if that's really the best way to wake up teenagers or not, but here we go. Uh, the gospel writer Luke uh, portrays Jesus' arrival as light breaking into the darkness. The shepherds were literally in the dark at night, watching their flocks, although that may be a euphemism. They may but have been dozing. Uh, while they were out there with their flocks, when a heavenly messenger lit up the sky. And so the message is really basically, wake up. It's Christmas. After they have their exchange with with the angels, the shepherds run off to find the baby, and they tell Mary and Joseph what the angels said. You know, my thinking is they didn't stay long. I mean, mother and baby, they need their sleep, right? Give them, let them give time to rest. And so... It's almost morning. As an orange glow filters into the horizon, the shepherds go around, knocking on doors of all their friends and family, saying, wake up, everybody. We have big news. Yeah, yeah, it's early, but this is a special day. Last night, we were out in the fields, and you're going to think we're crazy. We saw an angel shining with the glory of God. He told us about the birth of the Messiah and that that baby is right here in Bethlehem. And then suddenly, there was an entire army of angels shouting praises to God like they they wanted the whole world to know. We watched then as the angels faded off into the night. We turned to each other and said, what are we waiting for? Let's go see the baby. We ran into town, and and that's when we saw it, a newborn child, the Messiah, in a manger. You go see for yourself. They're just around the corner at Josiah and Esther's place. Wake up. It's Christmas. When I was a kid, I believed in God. I prayed to God. Sometimes. But the God that I imagined was very, very far away. I mean, I thought God was so far away, he, he, wouldn't, have, he wouldn't be able to tell what's, everything that's happening in the earth. And so if I wanted to get a message to God, then I had to pray with all my might. I had to muster up all my, my desperation so that God could hear my cry for help and it would make it all the way to heaven. But I have learned something about God because of Christmas. What if God is not far away? What if heaven is just around the corner? What if he came to be near us, to be with us, to bring light into our darkness? Here's the way I see it. If there is a God who perfectly loves us, then I can imagine nothing more perfectly loving than for God to enter our world, to share in our suffering, to walk with us through our darkness and to shine a new light upon us. Imagine yourself in God's position. Have you ever tried that? Let's say you're a video game creator, 
and you have come up with a world filled with people and animals and cities and farms, and it's a wonderful world, an ideal planet where everybody works together and helps each other, and they all treat each other with care and dignity and respect. But one day, your video world gets infected with malicious, malicious software. And this virus causes the people in your world to turn against each other and become hateful and violent, and they lie and they destroy and they fall into addictions. They, they, they divide into tribes and then attack each other. Homes, meant to be places of protection and peace, turn into places where family members inflict wounds against one another. And as all of this happens, this world grows darker and darker. You send them messages. I mean, you're the, you're the creator, right? The video game creator. You send them messages, but it does very little to change the situation. This will require a more serious remedy. So you introduce a new character into the world, an avatar of yourself. To most of them, you seem like any other character, the difference is that you are strong enough to repel the virus when it comes after you. And it does come after you. Yet everywhere you go, it seems that the world gets a little bit lighter there. And, and everywhere you go and every exchange you have with people. And for those who are willing, you are able to neutralize the virus and to some degree even reverse its effects. And then the light grows a little stronger yet, which makes people very happy, at least some. But there are those who love the darkness more than the light. They say that this light cannot be trusted. It's fake light. And then comes the day when the virus attacks you with everything it's got. It's either going to turn you bad or it's going to kill you. But this plays right into your secret plan. It's been your strategy all along. This is why you came into the world. And so as dark clouds gather overhead, the enemy comes in for the kill. And yet by opening yourself to this attack, when the world is at its darkest, the virus is also vulnerable. And that's when you strike and you capture the intruder and isolate it from the rest of creation, you have won. Suddenly, people start waking up and seeing the dawn shine brighter than they can ever remember it before. It's like they're, they're waking from a dream and didn't know they were dreaming. Even so, you know it's going to take a lot of work to clean up all of creation because it continues to suffer these long-term effects of the virus, but ultimately, the outcome is certain. This hope is real. The world will be restored. Sometimes we ask ourselves, is this gloomy, broken world as good as it's ever going to get? Maybe we say it with hopelessness or cynicism, 
or just hurt? Is this gloomy, broken world as good as it's ever going to get? And I, and I say, you'll see. The best is yet to come. The light is already dawning, and one day the darkness and the gloom will be no more. One morning we will wake up, and we will see that the light has won the victory. And so I say to you, wake up. It's Christmas. Let's pray. Oh, Lord Jesus, you are just what this gloomy, broken world needs. You have brought the light into our darkness, and you are the light that cannot be defeated by the darkness. And Lord, we, we thank you that we see glimpses of your dawn breaking out all over the world even now. Maybe some can't see it or aren't looking, but Lord, we've, we've seen enough of it to know that you are, your kingdom is infiltrating this world and it is winning victories every day. And we look forward to the day when your kingdom of grace and truth extends over all the earth. Lord, we look forward to that day when you restore creation to its original intent. And Lord Jesus, we love you. We pray in your great name. And all God's people said, amen.